welcome back to another episode of the Six Versus Everybody. I'm Toronto Superfan Ivan Mokrich, and I'm here with my good friend Tammy. And uh, we had a completely different episode that we had intended to be recording, but um, given the events that have been happening uh, south of the border in the U.S., um, in Wisconsin, and in particularly with respect to uh, Jacob Blake, we're going to have a little bit of a different uh, twist in terms of how uh, this episode's going to go. Um, obviously heart goes out to Jacob Blake and his family. Um, it's terrible. Uh, the events, I guess that led up to, unfortunately him being shot. Um, we don't exactly know all the facts, neither am I nor Tammy are, are experts on, on being a news anchor or anything of that nature. But, uh, from my understanding is just, uh, from the last two days, unfortunately, Jacob Blake was shot. Uh, seven times uh, by a few, a couple of officers. Um, And uh, now it's just, it sparked uh, an outrage with a lot of people, especially south of the border. And um, now you have leagues that are postponing games or teams that are uh, postponing games. Uh, The Milwaukee Bucks, they postponed their game against Orlando and uh, the rest of the basketball games got canceled today. Uh, Kenny from the TNT, uh, the broadcast team, the broadcast team, uh, he walked out, uh, in support of the NBA players. Uh, the WNBA also postponed their games today. The Milwaukee Brewers, uh, they postponed their game today. Uh, and yeah, it's, um, hopefully with, uh, all these, uh, boycotts and, uh, these teams, showing unity uh they'll bring some change uh in the states and how uh the countries run and 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 how uh, laws are made and how laws are passed basically um hopefully th- uh it will re- uh bring some change and uh yeah it's uh i mean obviously it's disappointing with everything that's going on with the news and um just you know, unfortunately, uh, again, it's another uh, black African American who's being shot by police, and and uh, yeah, uh, I mean, my my heart goes out to uh, their family in that. Um, I obviously wish that uh, things would be different, but uh, hopefully, this will this will bring some change and and uh, make a better and a more positive future. Yeah, I think it's it's weird because we were just talking about before we hit record that like, you know, it seems like when we started this podcast to talk about sports, all these like major things got in the way. So first it was like COVID hitting and then shutting down all the leagues. And then at the at the same time, there was also the um, protests that were sparking up for Black Lives Matter with the, the killing of George Floyd. And uh, so now we have this situation where I think players uh, – you know, it started with the NBA. They, I think it was a a reaction right away after seeing the video, you know, uh, I guess regardless of the facts, because we don't have all the facts, but regardless of that, I think it's just, you know, another straw that broke the camel's back. And they're just like, you know what, 
you know, it's very strategic and smart because the NBA and MLB and probably NFL, this will probably bleed into there as well. They're huge money makers in the U S and there's a lot of, a lot of team owners that have a lot of influence and power with politicians and lawmakers in, in, in the U S. So by them being like, you know, we're just not going to play. Like we're not going to play. This is a boycott. You know, the league spins it as being postponed and LeBron quickly tweeted and said, no, 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 it's a boycott. We're not postponing. We boycotted this game. So, um, you know, a full slate of NBA games canceled. And because of that today, because of the boycott, WNBA WNBA games as well, a handful of uh, baseball games. And uh, the only league, which I'm not really shocked, didn't so far have have had no postponements and boycotts is the NHL. Now, the Vegas Golden Knights are scheduled to play tomorrow. And Ryan Reeves is, is a pretty influential player in the league and good player. And he's very outspoken as well about um, civil rights. And so it'll be interesting to see what his reaction personally and team-wide will be. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. It seems so trivial. There's a lot of people saying like, oh, what difference is this going to make? Was it's going to make a huge difference because you hit them where it hurts. Right. And the bottom line, the bottom line is their bottom line. It's money. So you have these owners who, you know, are making a lot of money off of these teams. Like the Lakers are massive, right? Like that's a, that's their lake show. Right. So um, the fact that you have LeBron and the rest of the NBA saying, well, we're boycotting these games, like no money in your pockets. Like we don't care if we, we don't get paid. doesn't matter to us. That's a huge, that's a huge statement. And I think that it'll enrage a lot of people, um, you know, and I get it. Sports were just coming back and it was a distraction from quarantine and the pandemic and whatnot. But at the same time, it's like, we have to figure out where our priorities are and, you know, if you're if you're really that upset about a game being canceled um, over what's happening in your in your country in your world because happening here too in Canada like you know don't kid yourself um, racism is alive and well here so but we talked about this even before like you know bringing sports back when the world was has gone to shit right so um, you know, there's talk that maybe the leagues, maybe the NBA, that this will be their last game that they've played. And there's other talk where it's like, no, this, this won't be the last game, but it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, you know, tricky to navigate. There's talk about players wanting to leave the bubble. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely become a giant movement. And I think, isn't today the four year anniversary of Colin Kaepernick kneeling? Uh, I believe so. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, um, that that's actually the anniversary today. And so, you know, four years ago, no one, no one would have thought we would have been here for a variety yeah. of reasons. Right. Like not just, not just that the fact that games are being boycotted because of racial injustice, but also, you know, being yeah. in a pandemic. That, so no, it's, sure. um, yeah, it's weird. It's really kind of messed with uh, with the sports world now, and you know, and obviously, it's we don't really want to dive too far into. This isn't a political podcast. This is a podcast for for fun about sports, <laughs> right? So, but it'd be hard, it'd be really hard not to talk about it because, like, it's a this is a huge thing. Like, leagues are essentially shutting down uh, because of it. So, 
Well, and that, that's just, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's okay. Go ahead. Uh, well, that's just it. I mean, it again, like obviously, yeah, like when we started this podcast, it was, um, it was to be uh, to discuss about sports and not really uh, shed light on, on politics and that. But I mean, with these uh, injustices going on in the world um, around us, it's, it's hard not to at least have a, a conversation about it. Um, let alone, like, I mean, if, you know, you're deciding to protest and do all that, I mean, that's completely up to you. Uh, everybody has the right to freedom of speech. Um, but in terms of uh, the NBA, like, and just getting back to like the whole sports aspect of it, um, I think only change will be made is if, you know, th they stay united. So in, in the sense of, like, yeah, you know, they're saying like, okay, well, they may come back in a couple games or they, they're postponing the games. But I think like I could see the NBA and the players just walking out of the bubble altogether. And that would send a very powerful message. Now, if other leagues join in as well, which you're, you're slowly, you're, you're seeing already. Yeah. Um, and if it gets to that point where all these leagues are deciding or all these players are deciding to use their platform as a, a sports athlete to stand united and, and hopefully bring change. And then you have the owners on the other side that are now losing money in their pockets. So they may actually use their power and their, the strings that they have that uh, they're able to like, you know, maneuver in terms of people they know in high places, especially when it comes to like politicians and governors and, and all these people that can hold all the keys to change all the laws. Uh, hopefully only then, you know, things you will see change. Like, I mean, it's, uh, it's nice to see that, that, you know, they're, they're staying united, you know, and, and in support of, uh, uh, the first people to do, well, I mean, obviously Colin Kaepernick did it way back when, but um, just recently, obviously, with everything going on, the Milwaukee Bucks st uh, stepped up for the first game. They said that they weren't going to do it. And now all these players, the dominoes are slowly starting, or they are falling slowly. Yeah. And we will just see what, what happens in the future, you know? Yeah. And there's also a story too that, again, I'm not sure if, if this has uh, been confirmed or not, but that there were actually players in uh, like Bucks players in the locker room trying to get a hold of the attorney general of Wisconsin. So this is, you know, this is a, it's hard not to talk about it because it's, it, it's affecting, it affects our, it affects you no matter what you think, like this is the world we live in yeah. and these things are happening. And regardless of, of what side of, you know, regardless of the events that led up to what happened with Jacob Blake and the police, that's besides the point, right? I think we're, I think we're, we're past that at this point yeah. with everything else that's gone on. And so, um, you know, it, it's really interesting. And I think, I, I think what I hope personally, what I hope is, you know, that this sort of brings about change in terms of who they, um, uh, they being the American people, cause they have an election that's supposed to be coming up in November that they, vote in somebody different right and i think that's part of the motive behind these boycotts as well um i mean there's very there's varied levels and several layers to it but i do think that you know you hit america where it hurts and that's sports like can you imagine if like football which has really been like the nfl has been the only league throughout this entire pandemic that has been that's never wavered in, in their operations and in, in their season. Right. I mean, the only oh. thing that they did differently was the, the draft was virtual, but yeah. you know, they 
training camps are happening, season starting September 10th, like all this stuff, right? So they, they're the only league during the entire pandemic that has never wavered in, in the fact that they were going to have a 2021 season. So mm-hmm. can you imagine if games or, you know, players and full teams boycott the NFL because of this? Like you're going to have a lot of pissed off Americans. And so, yeah especially if the NBA doesn't come back. And so, you know, this, it sounds really stupid, but I mean, well, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but sports has a lot of influence in the U S right. And, and so, and, and team owners have a lot of influence too. And that's just it. But the players have a lot of influence too. And if they decide not to play in that, I mean, you can, you could try and like, I mean, Sorry, I was going to say something else. But um, the point is, is like, you know, if players are deciding to boycott it, then you have no leagues. You ha- And you, in the end, the owners aren't making any money. Yeah. And you had like, I mean, the other thing is, is like obviously getting out and voting. Um, Chris Paul, actually, he was discussing that at the end of his game against uh, Houston. I think it was last night, I believe. Um, just saying that with the injustice that's going on, especially just with the reference to... Uh, Jacob Blake uh, saying that he's encouraging all NBA players and athletes just in general to uh, get like to register to vote, you know, because with this election, this election is very important, um, especially in the U S right. Although even though there are neighbors, you know, it's still, it's important to us too. Yeah, It affects us for sure. It affects us. It affects, it affects the world in a lot of different um, facets. And um you know, I think that, like, don't you want someone, I mean, like, listen, there's a, <laughs> there are very few politicians that actually are capable of doing anything. A lot of them are inept, but like, don't you want someone in power that like cares about its constituents and its people like America, who you have in power does not care about you. I mean, the University of Alabama has more confirmed cases in a day, in a day, in just the University of Alabama, in all of, more, they have more cases, confirmed cases of COVID than all of Canada. Oh, wow. In a day. So, you know, and that's just like the tip of the iceberg, but I think that this is, this has definitely been a year for a lot of things. Mm Yeah. So, I mean, it's not really shocking that this has happened. And, uh, and I, I think, you know, it's, it's like a, a revolution that's happening in the U S right now. And it, it, it will bleed into the rest of the world too, but, and you know, it starts with sports and sports are very important to America. Yeah, I mean, they're important to a lot of nations, right. For a variety of different reasons, but the American people love their sports. And if the sports are taken away because of this, I don't know. It might, they might vote differently just because of that. And I know it sounds really stupid, but but we can't overestimate people sometimes in what their thought processes are. If you can't, especially especially when they're, if you know, depending on how they're motivated. And in this case, like in terms of Americans loving sports, they may be more motivated to vote now more than ever. Yep. So that there can be change, hopefully for the better. Yeah. So it it's yeah, it's it's very interesting when I 
I think it started this afternoon with like, oh, there's talk about them postponing, but then it went from like talk about it to like, oh, it's they're they're boycotting, like they're not going yeah. out on the floor. Um, and I so, kind of called that like before, like as soon as like it was announced, and yeah. I was like, unless th- the only way that they'll continue to play is if those cops are arrested. And, I, 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 and, think, and that, and I think I think even then no I I think I think it's just you yeah can, no and what what I mean by that is arrested and charged with certain things and right and so forth right like as opposed to like a slap on the wrist or a suspension or like you know depending on what degree of the arrest and charges are that's what I was thinking at least of what I was predicting it was like yeah if, unless that that that's like the only way that things could not be a boycott but in the end, it could still like they could have he could have been the cops could have been arrested already, and it could have still been a boycott because just yeah. based on where things are going. Yeah, and I mean you know don't underestimate the power of sport. I mean you take a look at what this is completely different uh, sort of category, but along the lines of proving how powerful and influential sports can be, you had the entire nation of Russia doping their athletes because the prestige of winning gold at the Olympics was a supreme above all else right so i think yeah, exactly. we, we can't we can't underestimate the power of sports and the influence it has and how people think and and behave and act and you know um so you know good on them for for putting us you know because you know these these athletes all of them black and white in the u.s in in the sorry in the nba um you know they have cushy lives. They don't, majority of them do, and, you know, and good on them for putting aside their, you know, their own personal comfort or whatever cachet and, and standing up for something. So. Well, and that's just it. And like, even just, even with the pandemic, like just on the other side of the equation, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they, I mean, there were players that did opt out, but a lot of players, they wanted to play because they, you know, obviously they're dealing with like the isolation factor being in the pandemic and all everything, but they, you know, they uh, left their families for a few months and not, I'm not trying to like paint a hardship for, for those players, like in terms of like how much money they make and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, they're with, with yeah. the money thing though. It's like, yeah. it's like, yeah, money is great and they got a lot of it, but you know, speaking as somebody who, who suffers from anxiety you know, I could have $10 million. It's not going to stop me from having an anxiety attack or having my mental health be affected because I'm in a quarantine bubble, you know, like, yeah, yeah. it's to me, like, I I get it. Like, I understand it's really, it's a really easy thing to say like, Oh, they're making so much money. Like I cry for you. It's like, yeah, like let's put, yeah, yeah, I get it. They are making a lot of money, but at the end of the day, that money can't prevent you from feeling a certain way mentally. Right. Money can't prevent you from getting cancer. So To say no, that, for sure. it's, it's kind of like a, I don't know. Well, and just the fact that like they're, they're basically an enclosed, isolated off to the rest of the world, but like yeah. they went in there because like, you know, they wanted to continue playing their sport, per- perspective sport. And, uh, they obviously like originally they were saying they wouldn't do it without fans there. It doesn't, you know, feel the same and da 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 da. But in the end, like, I mean, they're doing it because they're athletes and that that's their job. And, and, uh, you know, like they, they're still like, it's like, they're sucking it up for that. And now just with this whole thing is they're, they're still like, it's, it's just like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like more of like a United front. So yeah. like, it's a league going into the bubble, 
minus all the risks involved with with covid and just they're taking a risk because they're yeah. getting, taking a risk of getting sick being in close contact and proximity to all these different athletes you know but they did it as in a safe manner as they possibly could you didn't really have any cases at least with the nba for the most part as well as the nhl mlb is a whole nother story but um but in the end they made those sacrifices and then and and because they're they're staying united they want to still continue playing and then now just with this they're every team is starting to get involved like the bucks started started it off but now other teams are getting yeah, involved it's a trickle effect right it's, exactly right yeah. like they're staying united just the same and and it, it, it's great to see on that standpoint like in the fact that you know uh athletes just using their platform to change the world around us yeah. hopefully for the better again. yeah hope, hopefully and so um i guess okay so i guess you know before we go too far into the political realm of this we will stick with the nba but something different uh more tied to the raptors and the fact that they were they are set to to start their second round series against um boston but that also is up in the air because of what's happening but also up in the air is how hurt kyle lowry is um it's a foot, it's an ankle. Like we don't know. He's day to day. How, uh, how, how badly, if, if at all, will this affect the Raptors if the season does continue? Well, if the season does continue, I'll say that, I mean, okay. So they said it's a left ankle sprain. I honestly like watched the replay in that. I mean, he rolled his ankle. That's yep. all he did. He rolled yep. his ankle. So his ankle's sore. He rolled it pretty good, like, because as opposed to rolling it, like, on the hardwood, he rolled it on another guy's foot. Okay. Okay, so that's a little bit more pain, but and I'm not saying, like, I'm a professional athlete by any stretch, and I haven't, you know, been playing basketball for a long time, but when I did play, I used to roll my ankle almost every time I played. Yeah. Like, every time, and yeah, it hurts. It yeah, It really hurts, hurts but... I mean, it's not anything that you can't fully play through. I mean, unless the severity is much worse than I'm seeing it. But anyway, so I think that he'll probably, like, I mean, if game one was going tomorrow, I was predicting that he was going to play. Oh, really? Yeah. But that being said, um, if he can't play and he is actually injured and that's that, I... Don't like, I mean, there's certain elements of his game that you're not going to be able to replace, like the charges and just like his leadership skills on the court, but he'll still be there on the sidelines. So he can still talk to guys and timeouts and that. But I like with Norm Powell and Fred Van Fleet, like Norm Powell stepping into his shoes, so to speak, or well, really, it would be Fred Van Fleet that would be running the offense or doing what Kyle usually does, and then Norm Powell would be the shooting guard or or whatever. Um, I don't really see it being like a huge issue in the end, just because based on the depth that we have, mm-hmm. we have a lot of guards. Like you saw, like even Terrence Davis, like I mean, he's a rookie, but like he's actually like when he comes in, he's actually he's like a firecracker. Mm-hmm. Um. And, uh, I, like, I just, I, I, I'm not saying they won't miss Laurie if he's not on the, on the floor. Cause they definitely will. Like, I mean, he puts him up, he's been averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of like 17 points. 
a game and he's got like 10, 12 assists. So like that's hard to replace, but I'm just saying that like there are guys it's next man up mentality. They've played, uh, I think their record was 12 and two without Kyle Laurie um, during the regular season. Not saying this is playoffs. It's different. You're facing the Boston Celtics who have a great team. Um, even with Hayward being out, uh, I don't think they're really good up front to be uh, like the the big men, but uh, more of a good backcourt. Yeah, they have Tate, uh, uh, Tatum, and um, Kemba Walker, mm-hmm. and then you have Smart and uh, uh, Brown. So they have they have a they actually have like a, a really good team, but uh, I still think the Raptors. Like, I mean, again, if it's um, if it's not completely boycotted and then the series does take place at some point. Um, I could see the Raptors still coming out on top. Um, it's going to be a hard fought series. I'd say it goes at least six games, if not seven. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I think that we match up actually fairly well. Well, we match up fairly well against pretty much anybody in the NBA, in my opinion, just because of the depth that we have and, and just, like in terms of our big men right now, I feel like we probably have the two, two like the combo of mm-hmm. Gasol and Ibaka is probably better than most big men, if not all big men in the in the NBA. Yeah. Um, but obviously, when you're redefining what the big man is, like I mean, because like uh, Anthony Davis is he considered a big man? Is LeBron James? I don't know, but because uh, they're like they always say that they're like the two towers in LA, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I, I just think like Marcus Saul and Ibaka. I mean, mind you, Ibaka's playing well. Mind you, they faced Brooklyn, who is a fairly mediocre team. They are uh, missing a lot of players, a lot of pieces. But um, Ibaka, like he, in terms of his level right now, he's like overachieving in just in this last round. But yeah, the combination of the two, like defensively, I think is, and the fact that they spread the floor and they can hit a three, like they have been able to hit threes. So. Yeah. I just think that we stack up against anybody. There's not, I don't think there's really any team that I could honestly say that can beat us for four games in a series. But that, that being said, I mean, we'll wait and see. I mean, obviously we, we need to wait and see if there's even going to be a season based on just everything that's happened today and just in the last few days. But, um, yeah, I'd say, like, but then again, like, that being said, like, I mean, obviously I'm a Raptors fan, diehard Raptors fan, and I think we match up great against anybody. That being said, I still, like, you still have, I'd say, all eight teams that should be moving into the next round are all capable of, of going to the finals. So you got Milwaukee. But, well, if Milwaukee had played today, they, pro- they were going to beat Orlando. And yeah, you got them sure. against Miami, although Miami – could potentially beat Milwaukee just because they they have a structure, they have a good coach, and they have like similar to like the Columbus Blue Jackets and having a good coach that knows what he can get out of his team and makes he them knows play what, as a team. To push. Yeah, yeah, he he knows how to uh, have them play as a team. Mind you, they have rookies that are overachieving, but um, and Milwaukee should still take that series. But you never know; anything could happen. Um, then obviously us with the, with Boston. And then you would have, uh, the Lakers, the Clippers. Um, I honestly think OKC might upset Houston. I think Harden is who everybody knows him to be for the most part. They think he's so dynamite, but he can't play defense at all. 
He sucks. He's and, got good feet and a good step back three. <laughs> yeah. And uh, who is it they were saying that they thought might have a better step back three? I think it was. Um, was it Luca? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that game against the LA Clippers when yeah, he that hit crazy. it, that was nuts. Like Luca Doncic is actually, or Doncic, I don't, I don't know how you say it. I don't know how to say it, it but, either. Um, he, man, he is dynamite. Yeah, he's really good. And I, what's I like watching sad, that guy. again, is the New York Knicks had an opportunity to pick him, I think. was it, Or no, maybe it wasn't him. It was somebody else. Okay, never mind. But because um, Doncic, or Doncic, he, he took the second, he was the second overall pick, I believe. Or was he first? It was it was Trey Young and then him. Or yeah, vice versa. and he wasn't. He wasn't. I don't think he was first. But it's yeah. yeah I mean, well, the but Knicks in the end, out on a lot of draft picks. Like they slipped to number eight in the draft lottery. Yeah. <laughs> draft oh lottery, yeah. This so. year is just terrible yeah, for the bad. Knicks. It's but bad. they they could trade up in the draft. There, there a lot of talk is about uh, Lamelo Ball going there. I think that'll be that's a waste of a pick. I think I think Lamelo Ball. In order for him to actually be good, I think he needs to go to like uh, not a big market. Yeah. I think he needs to go to like. Uh, like Utah. Know. Yeah, Utah would be a good good Denver. destination. Maybe Washington. Yeah. Um. But. But yeah. So. And then, like, so you got the two LA teams. I mean, if if the clip, well, the Clippers they won last night, but and again, if the the season continues, but Dallas is giving them a run for their money. Like Doncic is really good, and if Porzingis actually, if they both of them play and aren't one after the other, and that they might have actually a chance to beat LA. Um, and then who else do you got? You got, well, Utah. Utah is a sleeper team for me they could eventually they could potentially go all the way yeah it'll be, but we'll see it'll be interesting i mean yeah once this all gets the dust settles on all this and see what happens but um yeah. speaking of draft picks your leafs have a draft pick now in the first round <laughs> the leafs making yeah. moves uh, yeah after, they're making moves after uh, not after technically not making the playoffs uh i say technically mm-hmm. because like if the yeah. season never stopped they would have made the playoffs it was just a weird situation but anyways oh yeah um Kasperi Kapanen shipped out with uh Pontus Aber Aberg yeah Aberg and yeah. uh Jesper Lindgren um went to the Penguins for uh the primarily pick. primarily was the was the Pittsburgh's first round pick which is their picking number 15 and then they got a couple of like you know they got Rodriguez at two million and yeah then... and Philip Hollander which of course he went from a before he was a Toronto prospect he was a good prospect and then as soon as he was traded to Toronto he's an elite prospect um never heard of him and I'm sure most of, of Toronto never heard of him either yeah. but he is an elite prospect um now and uh some defensemen some no name throw in probably so uh the pens get their player back they originally drafted him uh 22nd overall he was a high pick and then he of course was part of that deal that uh that brought Kessel Kessel to pittsburgh and you know i mean hey i feel like i mean i know that toronto wins this trade or people feel they won this trade because they get to shed some salary and they also get a first round pick which they can maneuver with however they choose Yeah, now they have about eight million in cap space yeah but i also think that uh that 
Pittsburgh made out okay here because they got Kessel, right? And they won a cup and then the, they got their prospect back. Who's <laughs> not no longer a prospect, but um, you know, he's a good third liner. I think he'll be a good, yeah. good penalty killer. Um, it's a start well, for Toronto, right? Um, it's a start for Toronto. It was, it's uh, like happening. I mean, he did score 20 goals one year with the Leafs, I think. Um but like I mean, he was a third line center making three point two million, or third line player making three point two million. Yeah, he couldn't he's... even real like even when he was given the ice time, he he just couldn't really hack it. But I mean, we always see it, you know those those Leaf players, those former Leafs, winning cups and going on to better pastures. I mean, Alex Steen goes to St. Louis, all of a sudden he's a forty goal scorer, a few years like yeah, a few years ago. Um, yeah, it's it's all about I how mean, who, who, used, right? who knows? I mean, yeah, who knows what's gonna happen? Um, I mean, it was an interesting take I was reading actually about with Kyle Dubas and Jess because they were basically saying that he was cleaning up Lou Lamarillo's mess, mm-hmm. which was interesting. But it was only with reference to this, so uh, with uh, Patrick Marlowe's contract, so him making six million, and he, they traded uh, the the pick away to get rid of him. And then they got with the Kapanen deal. So, so sorry. So what happened was, is they basically freed up 6 million so that they could use to sign Janssen and Kapanen to the three and $2 million deals or whatever that yep. they had. And then turn around Kapanen to get the draft pick who would have been the draft pick that where they're drafting would have been, or is two spots below what it would have been. had right. They actually kept the pick from right. the Marlowe deal. So it's kind of, it's not bad. And apparently this is supposed to be a deep draft. That's what they're saying. So that's why, like, uh, they're saying right now that Toronto won the, the trade. But, I mean, they also said that we won the Caudry trade, too. And in the <laughs> end, Tyson Berry was a complete bust. Kerfoot, I don't know what he was, but he Bottom wasn't six really, guy. Bottom, bottom six guy. Six, that, bottom six that, guy, right? That should only be p- playing eight minutes a night. Yeah, really. So, so in the end, like I mean, and then meanwhile, like Kadri's playing lights out for for Colorado, and and in terms of like, just now in hindsight, obviously it's twenty twenty and whatever. But um, Kadri was like, he was the heart of our team, and uh, he was only like grinder grit, you know, the guy that would go in the corners and stand up for his teammates and play like what what we're used to in terms of old school hockey but in the end you know it's a new era and stuff like that it's a new nhl blah 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 but in the end you still need those guys on your team and he was the only one that we had and you traded him away for well like at the time was supposed to be an offensive uh defenseman that's in the final year of his contract so you figured he's gonna be playing for a contract and playing up to snuff, which he completely didn't and was basically a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, so, it's, I don't know. I, at least they did something, you know, and now of course there's talk about naturally anytime, you know, you're, there's an early exit from a, the playoffs when you, when you're on paper, you should have been more dominant and gone further. Yeah. Now there's talk about shopping Anderson and Janssen. And essentially, you know, I mean, I guess it's pretty safe to say that the only untouchables on that team are Tavares, Marner, and Matthews. The rest, you know, I'm pretty sure Dubis would listen if the right deal came along. And yeah, fact of the matter is, is that it's uh, it's great you got that pick. 
uh, and you shed some salary, but now you need it. I mean, I, I know that there's talk about Petrangelo. I don't, I just can't see how, unless Dubis sheds a lot more salary, I just don't see how he can make that work without, like, Without well, not without not addressing the rest of the issues that the Leafs have, because yes. Petrangelo wouldn't solve their problems, right? Oh, wouldn't. And chances are, is Petrangelo takes a home discount and stays in St. Louis, either it's that possible. or or somebody who's willing to pay him stupid money, which I don't, the Leafs can't really can't. right now. Uh, but not, not without taking away the ability to no. help other areas. Like you need a proper backup. You need you need another. Uh, right shot stay at home defenseman um, you know y- y- someone who can move the puck um, so getting I know I know Petrangelo checks those boxes but he's not your he's not the, the no. full fix for that team I guess the only thing that I would say like I mean because you just mentioned earlier about Janssen and Anderson being shopped right and the thing is is like I mean before they picked up uh, what is his name the back of goalie Campbell mm-hmm. um which I don't know. He's not that good. No. Uh, was they were talking to Pittsburgh and Columbus about their goalie situation because they have an abundance of goalies. They have like three yep. goalies and da 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 da. So I could see something. I mean, I don't know. And again, like Dubis is doing all sorts of different things. So I mean, who knows, right? But you could potentially trade Anderson as like not a salary dump, but something like that where you you get. Maybe you get a goalie back. Maybe you don't. Maybe you get a defenseman back at that rate, right? Like, I don't know. Like, in terms of, like, just maneuvering numbers around. So, like, I mean, Anderson's making, what, $5 million a season? You yeah, trade I mean, that. You trade that for maybe a defenseman that's at, like, two and a half, maybe. And then yeah, you have another it's... two and a half, and you go and you, you pick up a goalie that hasn't reached his peak yet. Yeah. Who, like, a goalie that, like, I mean – well, and mind you, now Columbus is probably going to keep that goalie, Copasalo. Like, I mean, or yeah, that was yeah, Copasalo. Yeah, um, they were going after him. So, like, I, I just mean, like, I mean, this is where, like, Dubis, like, you're an analytics guy, right? And for better or worse, until they, until Brendan Shannon decides to get rid of him, which I don't see that happening at least right now. Um, you gotta crunch the numbers and you gotta maneuver other ways of of how you can still get your team to be better in terms of getting defensemen and maybe you you take a step like because in the end even if like say look say we got Petrangelo and we kept Freddie Anderson mm-hmm. like at the end of the day you have a goalie that can't steal you a game in a seven game series so in the end if Petrangelo and Muzzin and Morgan Riley completely shit the bed now what? Yeah. Right. So like, I mean, I could see Dubas maybe, maybe taking a gamble. Maybe he goes out and and not not even necessarily Petrangelo, but maybe there's another defenseman that's a a little bit less for maybe like say six, six million. Right. And you go and you pick him up. Like, yeah, no, he's got to get creative. Right. And and And, there's guys out there that you can get for that. You know, they're, the problem is, is that defensemen are usually, like the ones that are your t- like you're in your top four are usually the, uh, come at a premium, right? So yeah, you're gonna have to give something to get something. Well, and that's yeah. what I uh, uh, no for sure. And again, like I mean, you could still like I know like I don't know they 
he hasn't really said anything about Nylander, but Nylander could still very well get traded, right? And at seven million, like there's still teams that would be willing to take that. At seven million, like as much as everybody, like everybody bitches, like everybody in Leafland bitches about the Nylander signing, and it's like because he set the precedent and da 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 da. But that being said, seven million, like for a guy that. I, I still think that, that that contract will even itself out. I just think right now, like, maybe not, not in Toronto, though. Not in Toronto, though. No, it won't. It won't. No, it's... Like, I, could, I could see him going another two years of shitting the bed, and then they look to finally get rid of him. You see that happening, too. But yeah. I just like, because, like, he can score. Like, he's a winger. They keep trying, like, still, my buddy was saying to me the other day, like, like, because they put him at center and then the guy came off and he was supposed to get on or something. There was some line change. And it's like, how do you not know your position? And it's like anybody in beer league hockey would know your position, yeah. you know, let alone somebody who's making 7 million and hundred percent, right. Accurate. Fair enough. But at the end of the day, he's not a center. He's a fucking winger. He's a goal scorer. And that's it. That's what, that's who he is. If a team lets him be a goal scorer and just do that, yeah, I don't know. maybe. You yeah, have, maybe. You have maybe, more success. Yeah, he's just not being used properly. But yeah, there. It'll be interesting to see. Um, uh, sort of. Oh, one last thing about the NHL. Uh, speaking of of next seasons, is that they're floating the idea of having four hub cities for the whole season next year. Oh wow! Um, yeah, for the or technically this year because I guess they're they're proposing to start the season in December. But it's it's just been it's nothing that's been formally tabled. Yeah. It's just been it's an option. Is that with uh, like no fans still? No fans. Four hub cities. Yeah. Um, there's no it, there there was no sort of talk about which cities they you know, whether it be all in Canada, whether it be in the U.S. But uh, there's there's just that's like pre- preliminary talk about. Um, about the hub cities uh, idea being floated for the regular season, but we'll see, right? We're not sure things can yeah. change so much in the next like three, four months, but. Um, oh, for sure. Let alone yeah. the next few days. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it, uh, I mean, that is interesting if that does happen. I don't know. Hopefully uh, things work themselves out, but uh, it's just time will tell. Yeah. Um, we'll yeah. All right. Well, I think that's uh, it's been a pretty heavy episode so far tonight, yeah. and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow in the next coming days with the NBA and and the boycotts that are happening. Same with the WNBA and MLB, and see if the NHL has any kind of response. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll we'll see um, what the next uh, week or so holds. We'll. Be hoping to record another episode uh, next week. Um, no matter if uh, leagues are running or not running, we'll uh, still shed some light on a uh, few things surrounding sport, the sports world and that. But uh, yeah, stay safe. Thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah, thanks. Thanks to all the, the people that are listening out there and uh, continue listening to us on uh uh, Spotify, iTunes, and iHeartRadio, among other social platforms. And uh, that's about it.